0: This archived broadcast of Janet Mefford Today is brought to you by Affirm Film's Show Me the Father. The creators of War Room and Courageous, the Kendrick Brothers, explore fatherhood through five true stories. Show Me the Father, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested in theaters September 10th. This is Janet Mefford Today. Our confidence is in Christ alone. Are we going to stand with God? Come what
1: may. If the word of God says it, I believe it.
0: And that's the way it is.
1: And now, here is Janet Mefford.
0: Welcome, everybody. It has been encouraging in the last few months to see the growing global rebellion against COVID-19 vaccine mandates, passports and lockdowns. But why in the name of public health have we seen such government totalitarianism aimed at its own citizens? Why have we seen such a lack of transparency and honesty and suppression of whatever the elites deem to be COVID misinformation? Well, for millions of us, it just doesn't add up. And here's another new piece of the Puzzle. The Intercept has just exposed internal documents contradicting the claims of COVID-19 guru Dr. Anthony Fauci that the National Institutes of Health did not fund gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In fact, the new evidence shows that's not true and that the U.S. government did fund the very type of research that could have led to this pandemic. And the man everybody has been trusting to lead the way for America is at the center of this scandal. Now, the fundamental question that we need answered is this one. Why is there so much deception and such a global attack on our freedoms? over a coronavirus. We're going to dive into this today with Patrick Wood. He is a leading and critical expert on sustainable development, the green economy, Agenda 21, the 2030 Agenda, and historic technocracy. He is editor-in-chief at Technocracy News and Trends and is executive director and founder of Citizens for Free Speech, as well as the author of Technocracy Rising. And Pat Best of All maintains a biblical worldview and has some very deep historical insights into the modern attacks on sovereignty, property rights, and personal. Freedom. And we are so glad to welcome you back to the show. Pat, thanks so much for being with us again.
2: Hi, Janet. Always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Well, I want to get your reaction to this big story that just broke this week about Dr. Anthony Fauci. He has denied before Congress that he had anything to do with funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Now we have Freedom of Information Act obtained documents showing... It's not true that all along, as Senator Rand Paul has said, he's accused Dr. Fauci of lying. Now there seems to be documentation backing that up. What do you make of it?
2: Well, I think there should be subpoenas being uh, filed right now. For for him to be arrested, honestly. Uh, He has lied to Congress. And I dare say if you and I uh, were for some reason called before Congress to testify on something and we just lied through our teeth, I can guarantee you, you'd be in jail before you left. Uh, left Try to leave the building. Yeah. Um, you know this. This guy has uh, seem, seemingly has Teflon uh, on, coating on his whole body. Yeah. And everything just seems to fall away from him. But this is absolutely proof positive that Fauci has been a liar. He probably was a liar from the very beginning. And um, uh, you know t- uh, conflicts of interest all over the place in his career and, and his investments and so on. And um, I, I hope this has just come up and he, he needs to be dealt with. He should have been fired a long time ago, uh, he, and he hasn't been. Nobody's been able to touch him. Trump, Trump couldn't touch him. Uh, obviously, Obama hasn't wanted to touch him. But... He, he deserves to be thrown out of a public policy arena altogether and banned from ever returning again.
0: I know. I agree with you there. It's it's very interesting, though, because it's a bizarre situation. You have all of this mountain of evidence that's already been uncovered by people like the New York Times, former uh, science writer, who's written about this and other people have written about this. But... If you were to fund gain of function research in Wuhan, why in the world would you not simultaneously come up with an accompanying vaccine in case it was released accidentally? It just doesn't even seem like there were precautions taking place, much less how outrageous it is that the U.S. was funding this in the first place.
2: Well, it really is. And, and you know, there, there was planning stages for uh, for a vaccine uh, for a long time, actually, for probably at least four or five years. And then you had the event 201 scripted conference, of course, in in uh, what three or four months before COVID actually hit, in mm-hmm. early 2020, right. that laid out how the emergency would be handled uh, should there be a pandemic exactly like the COVID 19 pandemic, you know, that came out, and um, you know they played the script out pretty much as they uh, as they did as they said it at uh, the event 201 uh, meeting. So. You know, this, this all smacks of conspiracy. It smacks of collusion. Uh, we see lies all over the place. We see this insane push of propaganda. You wonder, where, can, where does this come from? You know, and all you, can, all you can say in the end, from a Christian point of view, I, at least I can say it this way. Um, the devil is called the father of lies. He's a murderer from the beginning. And if he had a choice, if he had the ability and permission, he'd kill every human being on planet Earth right now if he could right. he'd get away with it. Right. He can't. Fortune is good for us. God prevents him from doing that. But you know, we see lies everywhere you turn, and these people seem to be pathological in their lying. In other words, they're incapable of telling the truth. It's like if they, if, if they have something in their mind and they're thinking to themselves, "I'm going to say this, but oh, it's the truth." It just freezes them up right there on the spot. I cannot say the truth. I cannot speak the truth. I must speak a lie. So they cook up a lie on the spot just so they don't have to speak the truth. Uh, This seems to be the real pandemic in our our society, especially, and and around the world, too, because the whole world is being deluded by this thing.
0: Yeah, it's all very bizarre. We were lied to about masks. We were lied to about lockdowns. We were lied to about slowing the spread. We were lied to about vaccines. Everybody thought, well, when the vaccines finally come out, then we will have our freedom back. We don't have to be socially distanced all the time and wearing masks on airplanes and schools and all the rest didn't happen. It seems every promise of government that was issued to us here in the United States concerning our future freedom has not come to pass. And now we're on to this idea of vaccine passports and vaccine mandates—I'm already seeing these bizarre stories. There was a story yesterday about a Rutgers University student who was basically not allowed to go to class, even though he's virtually attending Rutgers because he's unvaccinated. Now, none of this makes any sense, but we're seeing these bizarre stories. How do you interpret all of this in light of what you understand about the elites?
2: Well, I'll tell you—one of one of my big. Uh, of discoveries in in the last few months uh acts probably been a year now uh is a book that i've referred to many times in the past not in this context but a book i've referred to that was uh produced and written just after the 1992 uh agenda 21 conference in rio de janeiro that was sponsored by the united nations who is you know they the world health organization is a principal agency of the united nations so there's a big connection here right right but uh i i, I read in this book again, going through some of my highlights, um, the book is called The Earth Brokers, and they were commenting on the Biodiversity Convention, and they were pretty much disillusioned by the whole process that they went through with Agenda the 21. They said it's going to do just the opposite of what they said, and, and it's going to be horrible for the earth, and you know, the rich are going to get richer, and the poor poorer, cetera. But this is what they wrote about the so-called Biodiversity Convention, and it's absolutely stunning. They, they wrote the convention implicitly equates the diversity of life, animals, and plants to the diversity of genetic codes. By doing so, diversity becomes something modern science can manipulate. It promotes biotechnology as being essential for the conservation and sustainable use of biodiversity. And then it goes on to the next page and it says, the main stake raised by the biodiversity convention is the issue of ownership and control over biological diversity the major concern was protecting the pharmaceutical and emerging biotechnology industries, close quote. Mm-hmm. This is stunning, Stun- absolutely stunning. These people were not scientists, by the way. They just happened to attend, and they were principals actually in negotiations, and they saw these discussions taking place. They said, this, this is what they're talking about, folks. They were talking about this way back then, and, and the bottom line of what's happened with all this genetic modification stuff is that the genetic scientists of the world are basically trying to hijack the engine of evolution. Now, I, you and I—I I know we don't believe in evolution. And forget that, but they do. They did. They yeah. do, and they say instead of just leaving it to chance on how we, you know, evolve in the future, we're going to take over. We're going to hijack the whole genetic mechanism of the world—plants, animals, and humans alike—and we're going to create. World 2.0, Humanity 2.0, and there's, there's a body of literature out there on this already, on transhumanism and what that means and what it is and who's involved with it, some really big names, by the way. Um, but this has been in the making for a long time, hijacking the genetic codes of the world in order to manipulate life.
0: It's crazy. Hang on, Pat. We've got to take a very quick break. We'll come right back, though, to this. Patrick Wood with us. You're listening to Janet Meffer Today. Don't go away. Ask yourself, what do you pay for health care? Are you single? Do you pay more than $199 a month? Are you a couple? Do you pay more than $299 a month? Do you have a family? Do you pay more than $399 a month? Yes, you can serve the entire family with health care for only $399 a month with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a nonprofit ministry, not insurance. So your money goes toward helping other members with their eligible medical expenses. And in your time of need, other members are there for you too. You can feel good knowing you're part of a community of like-minded individuals. Sign up at any time of the year. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Find out more at libertyhealthshare.org slash JMT. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash JMT. Or call now 855-565-2561. That's 855-565-2561 or libertyhealthshare.org slash JMT. This is Janet Mafford for Bible League International. Jaime is an itinerant pastor in Ecuador. In Latin America
1: there there are violence. Pastors and Christian
0: workers uh, face with attackers, thieves, gangs. So that's the that's the problem. Jaime will travel days by foot, boat, and mule. He's been beaten by warlocks, robbed, and suffered broken bones after falling in the Andes Mountains. What awaits him at the end of each trip? A thriving congregation of hundreds of believers in an area where Christianity is fiercely opposed. When I share Jaime's story, I recall Isaiah 6, 8, Whom shall I send? Who will go? I believe this man is enduring more than some pastors ever will, and like others in the world where Bibles are desperately needed, Jaime is humbly asking us to send God's word. For only $5, you can send a Bible to Latin America and around the world, and a special match will double your gift. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800 S W O R D, or there's a Bible League banner at JanetMefford.com.
1: You're listening to Janet Mefford Today, and now, here's Janet.
0: Well, with this news about Dr. Anthony Fauci apparently really lying to Congress about whether or not there was any funding that went from his agency directly to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, funding the bat coronavirus manipulation and research. Now we've got The Intercept coming out with these internal documents showing that he did not tell the truth to Congress, and we're going to see what happens. But really, we're all trying to get a better handle on this entire pandemic situation with the vaccine mandates and the vaccine passports now being implemented in certain areas, even in some states in the United States, and all All the people who are beginning to say, hey, wait a minute, this thing is completely out of control. Now we've got all these variants and there's another variant coming down the pike. When is this all going to end and is there a bigger agenda going on here? Patrick Wood is with us. He is with the Citizens for Free Speech. He's the executive director and founder and also editor-in-chief at Technocracy News and Trends. Pat, I want to go back to what we were talking about before we went to that break. You were discussing these elites who, as early as, I believe it was you said, 1992, around the early 90s, were discussing the concept of hijacking the genetic mechanism of the future. Now, can you go into a little bit more detail on how that connects to where we are now?
2: Well, the transhuman dream for even before technology kind of grew up to where it is today has always been to create humanity 2.0 through through uh, the application of advanced scientific discoveries, whatever, to the human condition. When genetic engineering really came into the forefront in the mid-90s, and it was discussed before that, obviously, but mid-90s, it was really in full swing. And the transhuman dream changed a little bit now that they saw the solution to how they could actually hijack uh, evolution and take over the future of Uh, genetic life on on planet Earth. And it's not just humans, it's just everything. Hmm. And everything else in the world has already been engineered. You know, you got seeds have been engineered, GMO seeds, you got GMO animals, GMO insects. The only thing left really is man. And you know, we're the target now. They're they're sticking uh, RNA, um, messenger RNA and DNA now into humans' bodies that will change their genetic code. It's hacking the human body. Uh, Geez, yikes. That's yeah. a scary thing,
0: yeah, it but is
2: they're, they're, they're serious about this. this is not this is not just a drill, it's not just a you know scientific joke. So, uh, it, universities around the world have been have been working in this whole discipline now for at least twenty years. Almost every major university has uh, what they call a convergent science department where they've combined computer technology and biotechnology and cognitive sciences and information technology together to discuss how they could do this. And of course, nobody writes about what goes on in academia. That's just a boring, a totally boring <laughs> area, right? Yeah. But now it's coming out. Now these things are starting to be exposed to us, the, the, the recipients of it. And people are saying, wait a minute. Um, well, something's not quite right here. Why do you want to hack my body? Why do you want to get a hold of my genes? And you know, I remember six months ago, I've I carried some articles on technocracy news where uh, we were talking about uh, the possibility of changing DNA in the person's body by injecting messenger RNA into the body, <laughs> and uh, my stories got censored completely from you know, the places, right? Twitter and Facebook and so on. Wow. And it was all the fact checkers, oh, that's impossible. I can't. No, that don't. Have, you know, that's ridiculous. That's just totally fake news, just fear mongering or whatever. But now, just even today, this is just incredible. It's story today that in India, uh, they have, one of the Indian drug companies now has invented and has released under emergency use authorization a DNA vaccine directly to change a person's DNA. Oh. And they're going to inject it under the skin. It doesn't go in the muscle. Oh, boy. And, and it will change the germline. Janet, oh. uh, that means if you have a baby, <laughs> your baby is going to inherit your genes. It's like, oh, wait a minute, they're hacking, the, they're hacking. The DNA of human beings, with the intent of preventing a virus that nobody really ever had a quit with in the first place. I mean, okay, you got you get sick for a week, like I'm talking things like the common cold. Even you know you get okay, everybody gets a cold, you get over it, you yeah. go on with life. Yeah. Um, these people feel that whatever the maladies that we're facing as humans, the only answer is to modify your genes. I don't buy that at all. I think that's a disingenuous reason that they're doing this. They're doing this to get access to the human, to the DNA of the human population on Earth. And they're doing a great job of it. And the sooner people wake up to see it as this, a hijacking of human DNA, the sooner we can put a stop to this. But right now, we don't have the upper hand, they do, because they control the propaganda, and 90% of the people are still believing the propaganda. Well, oh yeah, it got good for
0: us. Well, there's so much there to talk about when you're when you're talking about the messenger RNA, the mRNA vaccines, for example, the Pfizer vaccine, the two dose vaccine, and the Moderna. Those are two of the main vaccines that we talk about that are mRNA. The way I've heard it explained is that mRNA technology is supposed to be a heightened technology that will be more effective fighting coronaviruses. And when they put the news out, they're always talking about the fact that this is mainly a pandemic now of the unvaccinated. There's some information, though. I know you you've even put it on your website showing that's that's not accurate uh, you can look at the, the, the I think it was the adults 50 and over in the UK and it's showing that the majority of hospitalizations are among the vaccinated in that population so yeah. mRNA let me ask this question when you have mRNA in your system and some have called it a form of genetic engineering what happens yeah. when you're talking about manipulating or or having access to the human DNA what what can they do if somebody's had the mrna vaccine what can they possibly do with my genetic information by having injected the vaccine
2: well the biggest drawback so far is it messes up your immune system and uh the mrna is like a template i don't know if for those people who ever have ever used like microsoft word you can create templates in microsoft word that will if you for instance you want to write a letter uh, you can choose the, the letter template and it will bring up your formatted template and you start typing in the text of your message. That's a template. That's basically what messenger RNA is. It's a template for certain genetic functions and certain genetic outcomes. And what it does, in any case, how as it affects your immune system, the, uh, the, the spike proteins it produces, which were originally said they won't go anywhere in your body except in your arm, now it's been discovered they go into every organ in your body and throughout your every tissue in your body uh, receives you know it spread and it goes around throughout your whole body and your immune system is forever changed now that doesn't mean you're going to that you will uh, pass that on to future generations but your immune system will never be the same as it was before you took the messenger RNA shot <laughs> many people are already suffering very serious side effects from this and there been some scientists are saying you ain't seen nothing yet it's going to wait two or three years and you're really going to see um, some nasty side effects of this but even right now there have been in america somewhere around 45,000 people who have died after taking this vaccine in europe same thing and around the world if you kind of extrapolate those numbers or interpolate those numbers, you know, we we well could have seen seen already anywhere from three to four hundred thousand people have died around the world because of having taken this vaccine. It's interesting in India right now, the Indian Department of Justice is suing one of the doctors at the World Health Organization for the suppression, for war crimes, for the suppression of drugs that would easily treat COVID.
0: Yes, that's (laughs) another issue.
2: Like H.C.Q. and so on. Yeah, yeah. they're trying her, they're charging her with war crimes. And I mean, this is deadly serious business and people are dying.
0: Well, and that's been one of the ongoing questions I've asked, and I know a lot of other people have been asking since the start of all of this. Why in the world are they trying to not give treatment to people who come down with COVID-19? You know, not wanting to give people hydroxychloroquine, even though it's been around for a long, long time, maybe because it's cheap and Big Pharma doesn't get the money from it that they would like to get. Um, And also ivermectin. Now you have the news media calling it a horse drug and trying to, even though you go on the CDC website and they talk about ivermectin. It it is used in humans. You just don't have the same dosage that you would use on a horse. But they are really working hard to suppress, it would seem, any sort of information or ability for you to actually get treated for coronavirus. And that has been bizarre for a lot of us looking at that going, why in the world would you just not treat it?
2: It is. And many more deaths have occurred because of the suppression of these drugs at work um, which is kind of a, it, it, its kind of like a black hole. It, it exists, you know. But if, if it had been there, if you—well, if you figure it this way, if you—if you figure that there had been, uh, say, uh, a million, just say a million deaths, just for number, and if these drugs had been used in the early stages of the of the disease that is infected somebody, then instead of a million people dying, only 300,000 people would have died. Okay, <laughs> so, so the 700,000 that did not—that would not have died. In fact, they did, but they would not have died if this drugs had, you know, had been released to them in the first place. Well, this is just as much part of the pandemic, or excuse me, part of the genocide, as anything. Probably much greater in the long run than, you know, just healing the people that actually got it in the first place. So, you know, the the numbers of people who have needlessly died now is in clearly in millions around the world. Yeah. it's absolutely staggering. These doctors and scientists like like Fauci. They know exactly what the score is on these other drugs. It's just there's no profit in them for them. They're cheap drugs. They're, they're proven drugs that have been used for, in some cases, H C Q for decades. And it's it's just like uh, you know, dime a dozen for the pills. It's, they're just practically nothing. They can't afford to let those kind of cures get out because there's no money in it for them. There's only monies in vaccine. Plus, if it weren't just money, you don't get your your genetically modified vaccines into the arms of people all over the world (laughs) Mm -hmm. by by using ivermectin or using hcq or anything else um, that's not the vaccine so that's the only solution we've we've been given now just the vaccine and now they're actually going to be injecting hardcore dna uh, into people's arms and or under their skin and it's going to affect their entire body and if it's young uh, young people that still are in the childbearing range, they're going to give birth to babies that have those genes, well, those the, modified genes.
0: Well, and this raises the whole issue of vaccine passports and why those are being pushed and vaccine mandates. We're going to come back with Patrick Wood. You're listening to Janet Meffert today. This archived broadcast of Janet Mefford Today is brought to you by Affirm Film's Show Me the Father. The creators of War Room and Courageous, the Kendrick Brothers, explore fatherhood through five true stories. Show Me the Father, rated PG, parental guidance suggested in theaters September 10th.
1: This is Janet Mefford Today. And now, here's your host, Janet Mefford.
0: Thank you for being with us. Patrick Wood is joining me, a leading and critical expert on sustainable development, the 2030 Agenda Historic Technocracy. He's the author of Technocracy Rising, and he is also the founder of Citizens for Free Speech and editor-in-chief at Technocracy News and Trends. We're talking about the big picture on the pandemic and where everything is headed and whether or not we can really trust the advice of these elites around the world who stand to benefit really in myriad ways from having us do their bidding, as it were. So this brings us to the subject, Pat of the technocrat vaccine passports. And I know that you have said on your website that this would inflict economic and social carnage. How do the vaccine passports and the vaccine mandates fit into the overall picture, would you say?
2: Well, it's been a, it's been a goal for a long time of this technocrat crowd and the global elite to control the populations of the world through surveillance Surveillance requires control. It requires monitoring. Sometimes it's um, facial recognition technology. Sometimes it's um, uh, you know some type of a bio ID uh, identifier that might be in a credit card or in your wallet or um, you know even in a a wristwatch or something like that. And you've got a number of different ways to track people. Well, uh, you want to track as they want to track as much as they possibly can. You've got financial records. You've got travel records, you've got your your phone, your smartphone tracks everywhere you go. The ultimate tracking device and control device is this vaccine passport hmm. because it has to do with your DNA. Ultimately, it has to do with your DNA, and it also will force the issue of the universal ID system for the entire planet. This has also been underway for a long time. It's been experimented with now for at least five or six years I've been following it. And this really is the ultimate expression of surveillance. If you can, if, if you can get people uh, bought into this vaccine passport business, they will be essentially receiving a, a, a global ID number that will identify and track them anywhere in the world and be able to be used for access or denial to services. That's a key thing, access or denial, denial to services. Um, one good example of that, if, if that doesn't really make sense, in China right now, where they're introducing um, digital currency, they have created a digital blockchain chain currency where they have programmed into it um, a, a, an expiration feature of the currency where they can reach out and touch anyone and dissipate their money. That, even if it's sitting in their wallet or in a bank account, they could dissipate their money by algorithm just by pushing essentially a software button. And so if they don't like you because you have a low social credit score or you've done something that really ticked them off, which wouldn't be hard for us over here, right? Um, If you really tick them off, they could just say, you know what? Your bank account has 100,000 yuan in it. Uh, Now it has 40. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wave goodbye to your money because they programmed it intentionally. Um, this type of control is where we're headed. And this is a scientific dictatorship of the worst sort. And we see little bits and pieces of it happening, like like in China, and like with this vaccine passport thing. It's absolutely the worst thing that could happen to us at this point. Yeah. Not to mention, of course, it does re- it, it does model the whole concept of um, buying and selling that people read about. Revelation 13, it gets a lot of people excited and upset. Yeah. Uh, it's just the mark of the beast, you yeah. know? Yes. If you... Yeah, if you don't have your passport, what? You can't go to that store. You can't buy groceries. You can't, you know, go on an airplane. uh That sounds pretty
0: draconian. Well, it is. Very. Well, yeah, Biden even talked about monitoring interstate travel, that if you don't have the vaccine, you can't travel state to state. Now, the Supreme Court might have something to say about that. But the very fact that they would be considering that, you go back and you don't want to have the tinfoil hat on, Pat. But at the same time, when you're laying out all this information and you're putting two and two together and you're seeing the weird behavior and the lying and the cover-ups and the collusion, you can't help but say there's more going on here. Is it your suspicion that Event 201 which took place in 2020, as you mentioned earlier, that these people knew what was coming, at least to some extent, that it wasn't a coincidence that they were holding this event that close to the date when we first learned about the coronavirus?
2: Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's almost inconceivable that they did not have some foreknowledge of what was going to happen. And the other thing that kind of goes along with that is many of the people that were involved in Event 201 ended up being intimately involved in the COVID, uh, you know, pandemic, uh, profited greatly from it. Yes. And so, yeah, you know, how can you explain there on both sides of the, of the aisle here? They, they, they scripted out what their response is going to be. And lo and behold, when it actually happens, they follow that script to provide solutions. And of course, to enrich themselves along the way, um, they're, they're, it's inconceivable, you know, people that say that, oh, that's just nonsense. They're just gaslighting you. Yeah. They're just, it's just you're
0: gaslighting is all it is. Well, right. And you've got the media under the thumb of leftist corporate culture and they're all in with the government and you have some very bizarre things that happened prior to the presidential election and I'm still of the mind that that was not on the up and up when you see four people turning out to see Joe Biden and you see thousands and thousands showing up for Donald Trump. It's a little hard to believe that Joe Biden legitimately received 80 million votes and everybody's looking at that now. So this all can play a part but now going back to the World Health Organization, something people need to understand when you're talking about the money involved here, you have Bill Gates, who is a huge... Huge figure in the World Health Organization. You've got big pharma. You've got the Rockefeller Foundation. What about the hijacking of the World Health Organization? Because they're also in China's back pocket. They, you know, all this stuff kind of ties together. And yet they're still held up as, oh, they're all about health. We need to listen to the World Health Organization. It's bizarre,
2: Oh, it is, and you know, I've, there's a fresh article up on Technocracy News right now. It's t- titled "How the Corrupt World Health Organization Promotes Medical Tyranny Throughout the World," written by Dr. Joseph Mercola, and it's spot on the money. Yeah, um, it explains right down to the letter where it started, what the genesis of it was. Now, but look, back in 1948, when the World Health Organization was formed. COVID was not view back then, but it was still a corrupt organization because the United Nations has always been a corrupt organization from yes. day one. Yeah. So the World Health Organization became the spreader of choice when the pandemic finally hit the fan, uh, push or not, you know, it hit the fan. The United Nations and the World WHO was the instrument to go around all the nations of the world and call in the markers on the treaties that they had signed, agreements they had signed, and their, mem- uh, their uh, what, what is called the memorandums of understanding about response to a pandemic. And they said, okay, look, this is what you must do. You signed an agreement with us to do this. You said you would. We want you to do this. We want you to shut down your country. We want you to, to uh, you know, social distancing, shut down the schools. Basically completely shut down your economic system and they did that to every single country in the world, Janet. Yeah. this is how it spread. This was the contagion for how this thing reached the whole world. and it became a global delusion. I am convinced. Never in history have we ever seen a global uh, you know situation like this, complete delusion. It just reminds you again of Bible prophecy, which says that the you know at the end of times there's going to be, A global delusion. I'm not saying this is it, but this is certainly a forerunner of that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. All
2: Nations was the who in particular was the one that went out and called in the markers and said, This is how you're going to behave. Enough of them bought it and they went and did it. And here we are.
0: And here we are. Well, and another thing that's never discussed is natural immunity. They also don't want to talk about that because now we've got the Delta variant. The Delta variant seems to be worse than the original COVID-19 in terms of its impact. And a lot of people are discussing, is the vaccine actually making people more vulnerable to hospitalization and or death from subsequent variants like the Delta and now the impending move variant. Is the vaccine tied into the vulnerability factor?
2: Well, it absolutely is. And the top trending story right now (laughs) on technocracy news uh, concerns a a French virologist who just happens to be a Nobel Prize uh, winner in medicine, I don't know, 2008 or something like that. A brilliant man uh, can't pronounce his last name, but uh, you know. Anyway, he was speaking out, and he says, "You know, the reason that there are variants in the first place is because people have been taking the injection. The injection forces the vaccine to mutate in order to survive in the body. Now we know about this sort of stuff from bacteria. Yes, and you know the super the super bacteria that are coming up that resist drug treatment." Well, the reason, when you overuse a treatment, uh, like for bacteria, the yeah. bacteria will simply find a way to get immune and just move around it until there's no options left in you have no drugs. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, Pat, hang on to that thought. We're going to go to another break and we'll come back with Patrick Wood on Janet Meffer today.
1: From Affirm Films comes the Kendrick Brothers' Show Me the Father. The creators of War Room and Courageous take moviegoers on a cinematic journey that invites you to think differently about your earthly father and how you relate to God through five true stories. I'm stunned. He's real. He's really out there. And this is really him. This is really him. Show Me the Father. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested in theaters Friday. More information is available at showmethefathermovie.com.
0: When this young mom came to a preborn center, she was planning to have an abortion. But after receiving love and support and meeting her baby on ultrasound, she chose life.
2: When I walked in for the ultrasound and I saw my baby and I heard its heartbeat, my mind changed completely.
0: I couldn't do that to my baby. I decided to keep it. Preborn partners with clinics and cities with the highest abortion rates in the country. Will you help Preborn save these precious lives? When a mom in crisis sees her baby on ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, she's 80% more likely to choose life. And that's just the beginning of this story. I
2: know that with support and with God by my side I'll be able to do this not just for me but
0: for my baby. For $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds and help rescue five babies' lives. To donate, call 855-402-BABY. That's 855-402-2229. Or there's a pre-born banner to click at JanetMafford.com.
1: From Sherwood Pictures, Affirm Films, Provident Films, and the Kendrick Brothers comes Courageous Legacy. Celebrating 10 years of impact on families and fathers, remastered in 4K, and including a new ending and bonus
2: scenes. So where are you, men of courage? I believe every father should step up and answer the call. And say, I will. I will.
1: Courageous Legacy. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters September 24th. More information
0: is available at CourageousTheMovie.com.
1: You're listening to Janet Mefford
0: today. And now, here's Janet. I want to recommend to you Patrick Wood's websites, technocracy.news and also citizensforfreespeech.org. And that's a whole other subject, Pat, that I hope to at least touch on before we run out of time is the First Amendment and the importance of standing up for your rights and your freedoms and your liberties as American citizens. You were mentioning this French virologist, and I had been reading this at your website as well, this Nobel Prize winner in 2008 for discovering HIV and it is the position of this virologist, it seems, that the vaccines don't stop the virus. They do the opposite. They feed it and facilitate its development into stronger and more transmittable variants. Well, that would go along if he's correct, and he seems like a pretty good source considering his credentials. That seems to go along with what we're seeing. The the Delta variant uh, being a worse variant, it would seem in many ways, than the original COVID-19 that that came down in 2020.
2: That's right. That's exactly what's happening right now in Israel, as an example. Yes, they vaccinate everybody. They're the most vaccinated country in the world, and and uh, they they have right now the highest hospitalization rate in the world. And people are sick with the Delta variant. They can't blame that on the unvaccinated. That's st- that's just stupid plot. Yes, <laughs> the, the people that are sick in the hospitals are the ones that uh, have had the vaccine, and now they're sicker than dogs with the Delta variant. And that's just opposite of what they told us in the first place. But the reason that the uh, the so called vaccine does not work against the delta variant is because it escaped from covid nineteen and from the vaccine in the first place so naturally it's going to be completely it's going to ignore let me put it that way it's going to ignore uh anybody that's vaccinated with uh, with one of these other vaccines and so you know they're still saying of course that it's, well it's all it's all the unvaccinated fault but it's it absolutely is statistics go in exactly the opposite direction. Mm. Again, it's just gaslighting people. So if you look at it and say, that's not what it says. It says just the opposite.
0: Right. Well, you've got to dig and you've got to find the information that's actually correct. And that's why Facebook is deleting it and why why Twitter is deleting it. They don't want you to see this stuff. And then you have Australia, for example, Pat, where they're building what some people are calling COVID-19 concentration camps. They call them quarantine camps. More than a little crazy and scary for people to see this. What's going on in Australia when you see these videos? They're firing rubber bullets into the crowd and locking everybody down. This isn't normal behavior, and it's certainly not the kind of behavior we're used to seeing in a country like Australia.
2: It is not, and you know, you you could well. It's not just Australia. New Zealand's in a just as bad a shape. They're a smaller country, but they're just as bad as any is Australia. Yeah, but. The, the, the petty tyrants have come out in every society around the world. Some are worse than others. Australia is probably the worst right now. But they're in America, too. They're in Europe, all over Europe. They're all over China. They're all over Africa as well. And when they have a chance to stand up and assert power, they do. This is kind of comparable, in my view, from a bi- kind of a biblical prophecy point of view, that... All of these petty tyrants are kind of like a sleeper cell that people talk about with mm-hmm. uh, ty- terrorists, you know, where they just kind of been inactive for years and years, just waiting for an opportunity to come up. And then they bring right. it to action when they're activated. Yep. This is kind of, you know, we kind of see the same mentality with all these petty tyrants around the world jumping to the front when this thing started, man, they they came out of the woodwork like, like termites, yes, you know, yes. where the house was on fire. Yeah. They just came out everywhere. So how can that many tyrants come out of, at the same time and assert authority in all these different countries? Well, it would seem that they were kind of primed. You know, they were, they were put in, they were already in position. They were already, you know, just chomping at the bit to, to assert it over somebody. And when this hit, man, they just jumped at it like, you know, like, like, Proverbially, the fleas on a dog, right? They yeah. jumped on it yeah. over. And now we see their, their end result as they get worse and worse, like in Australia right now. It's horrific
0: what's happening in Australia. Yeah, it's really bad. So, what do we you do about me. this? I'm sure there are people listening saying, but oh no, this is terrible. I've had the vaccine, and what do I do? And there are people listening who have not had the vaccine and say, now I'm really not going to get it. But the bigger issues also are the impending growth of these elitists' uh, vision for the world, genetic engineering, genetic manipulation, technocracy imposed upon the world. You can feel awfully helpless, but what are you telling Christians to do uh, and and to refuse to do at a moment like this?
2: I'll tell you, number one, they have to stand up and be heard. They have to quit being the shrinking virus in the room and stand up and be heard for their opinions and quit being kowtowed and bullied and... and you know, self-censored on what they're thinking, what they're believing. Yeah. Uh, families have been broken up over this kind of thing uh, all over the country. And, you know, it, it's a shame. It's really sad. But at some point, a Christian needs to realize they have the truth, and they do not need to apologize to anybody for it. And if you know the truth of a matter, you need to speak it out. I constantly think about the sons of Issachar in the Old Testament, for instance. Uh, the Bible says that they understood the times, and what israel should do now we're not concerned with israel we're not telling israel what to do today but the idea of the sons of issachar being a tribe small little tribe in the old testament that understood the times shouldn't christians understand the times today yes. and if so shouldn't they be the ones that have the answers for people who are wandering around in the dark uh, excuse me christians included <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should be the ones that have the answers for you know, for literally what ails people, and yet the Christian community uh, has just largely been silent and, and actually very divided, as many churches have believed the propaganda, and they completely bought into it and went the government way, yeah. and they decided to obey man rather than God. Mm-hmm. And others, notably, you know, some like, you know, people like, um, I don't know, Pastor Jack Hibbs in Southern California, for instance. Yes. He told them, no, I, we're not going to do anything. You say, we're going to follow, we're going to obey God, and we're not going to do it your way, we're going to do it our way. And, you know, I think not only has, has God blessed that church and churches like that that have stood up, but that's a rare thing in America across the country. And we know that because a study was done just a few months ago that shows for the first time in our history in America, church attendance has dropped below 50%. Yes. That's, and that's incredible. Yes. Wow. And of course, all of those are not Christians. I'm not saying they are. Right. But overall, we've never been that close. I remember even 20 years ago, it was up around 70% attended some kind of church. Right. Now it's below 50%. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, the church has, has been shook out. Churches have quit. They, they've gone out of business. They've lost their support base, uh, lost their congregation. Yeah. And uh, on the other hand, it should be Christians that have the answers, to the, to, that understand the times and know what the church should do, and also how to interface with the non-church world, you know, how to tell them, how to explain to them what's going on, and draw them out of the darkness and into the light.
0: Good advice. And and I think going back to the First Amendment, we have rights given to us by God. The government did not give us the right to have freedom of religion. They recognize that those are rights we have as human beings created in the image of God. So refuse vaccine mandates, refuse vaccine passports. Do you think this is really a time period in history where the church needs to put its foot down and say, we will not comply because we know that this is going in the wrong direction and we're not going to cooperate with it?
2: I think they should, and even even if it's not the place of churches to dictate to their, you know, to their parishioners what they should and shouldn't do, I don't think they probably should. But the discussion should be had. It, it should, you know, nobody should get thrown out of a church because they believe a certain way about the stupid vaccine yeah. or not the pandemic or whatever. Yeah. You know, they need to have transparency and have open discussions about these things and let people hear what's on their mind and you know, let let persuasion. Rain, you know, where if you have some facts that are good, whatever, let people consider them for Pete's sake. And and if they still decide to take a vaccine, well, it's, it's on their head. They 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 can they'll have to deal with it themselves. But you know, just to say that okay, it's going to be this way. All you masked people sit on that side of the church, and all you hmm. uh, non masked people go to the back of the room or whatever. Right. Excuse me, but that's just. Plain old segregation. Yep. We dealt with that back in the '60s, as I remember. Yes, <laughs> it,
0: yes. It is
2: back, and you know, no church should entertain that kind of mentality. No
0: yeah, and we've even never. seen. Yeah, we've even seen some churches. Uh, I can't think of all the locations, but here and there, are churches who have said, "If you're not vaccinated, don't come to church." I come on, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's wrong And you know what else I don't like, Pat Is I'm sick and tired of certain elements Within evangelicalism Loving to get out there and smarmily say to everybody If you love your neighbor You'll get vaccinated I'm getting really tired of that line Because it doesn't mean that you don't love your neighbor If you say, I don't want mRNA injected into me That's not an issue of not loving your neighbor There may be some other good reasons That Christians say, "Yeah, not for me
2: I know, exactly It's just crazy but yeah, um, you know the the church has a lot of house cleaning, house cleaning to do, I think, uh, and they may never do it. who knows? I, you would have thought they'd responded differently last year, but they yes. didn't. yeah um, but those I'll tell you those people who see it more clearly uh, need to be speaking out as, as, as purposely as they can.
0: I mean, the yeah, be intentional
2: they say, but they need to speak out. In love, of course, but uh, shutting up and just not telling people is just not the way to go.
0: I love it. Well, check out Pat's website, citizensforfreespeech.org and technocracy.news. You can get educated over there. Boy, he has some great stuff. Patrick Wood, thank you so much for being with us. It always goes quickly, but I really appreciate your being here again.
2: Anytime, Janet. I'm always here.
0: All right. God bless you, and thanks again. This hour, Janet Meffert today is brought to you by firm Film Show Me the Father from the Kendrick Brothers. The creators of War Room and Courageous explore fatherhood through five true stories. Show Me the Father, rated PG, parental guidance suggested in theaters September 10th. God bless you. We'll see you next time.